This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASE Certified Master Technician. I'm Liz Gill. Hello, Coach Charlie. Hello. How are you doing today? I am great, but, you know, I had never given turbocharged car a thought, not a thought, uh, until this week. And there's a lot I didn't know, I guess, and I kind of had some wrong thoughts. I want one now. Well, you got more power with a turbocharged engine or a supercharged engine. You got more power with a smaller engine. Well, I, I learned all kinds of stuff that that, um, that they're lighter and they can go in a smaller vehicle. And you can, if you drive them correctly, they're more. They can be more. The turbo can be more fuel efficient. That's right. That's the reason why most manufacturers, especially look at Ford. Ford don't put a V8 in their trucks anymore. You have to order them uh, separately. They put a six-cylinder with twin turbos. Okay. So for those of you who haven't been researching turbo or uh, supercharged vehicles this past week, as I have, uh, tell us, let's start with turbo. Why? How is a turbo engine different than a regular gasoline engine? Well, you have or, a, a regular gasoline engine. is called naturally aspirated engine, and that means it just sucks air in from the atmosphere. A turbo pushes air into the engine because more air we can get into the engine, more power we have in the engine. It's got a cute little snail-looking Right, that's thing. what it looks like. <laughs> yes, it does. So more power we can get, more air we can get in there, more power we can get. We are really good at putting the precise amount of fuel, but we're really not good about putting the precise amount of air yet. So with the 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 air... It, it reduces carbon emissions. Sure, it burns. More oxygen you get in there, hotter it's going to burn. So that really helps. So that's that's a, a good thing. And you uh, you, you talked about um, it's it's a lighter uh, a lighter weight car, so that that translates to better fuel economy? Well, we no longer have eight-cylinder engines. They put six-cylinders, so, of course, the engines are going to be a lot lighter since there are only six-cylinder engines now. And uh, like I say, you can put uh, one turbo. You put twin turbos. You can input as many as four turbos on an engine. But the engine can only take so much uh, air as well, because then we got to have an aftercooler or a, a charger on there to cool the air because the air gets hot. A turbocharger runs off the exhaust. Okay, so it's powered off the engine itself, off the exhaust. So, you know, you're getting power back to get more fuel efficiency for the turbos from the exhaust. And, and it is so, it's more a few. It's more efficient with the, the energy loss. Yes. So you get more, you're getting more energy to the car and more fuel efficiency due to the exhaust that was going out the tailpipe. Okay. So this don't really care about a car unless it gets me from here to there person is really now excited about turbo cars. So if you don't know anything about turbo cars, this is the show to listen to. And if you have one, ooh, we want to hear how excited you are about it. We're talking about turbocharged and supercharged engine because they're a little different. Our email address for your questions is auto at mpbonline.org. 
Now, there's also some cons with the turbo card, the turbocharged cards, um, that uh, sometimes, I mean, these are not simpler engines. And they're not simple engines to work on, but the thing is, if you think about a turbo, we get 14.7 parts air to one part fuel. Okay, we're putting about seven more parts of air in there, so you're getting 50% more air into the engine, and that means you're going to get about 30% more power to that vehicle. Now, once again, I told you, as we get more air, it creates more heat, and we can't dissipate the heat, it destroys the engine. Now, tell me about price-wise. Well, if you think about the Ford F-150 right now, uh, they don't come with a V8. They come with a six-cylinder. So the prices right now are going to be comparable to a V8 if you could get them. Oh, okay. All right. And is there, if you don't drive them correctly, is there a a little bit of problem with the performance? Well, you think about on a uh, turbo, it has a lag in it, so... You had to build up exhaust pressure for the turbo to really get going where it needs to go. So there, there is a proper way to drive them, you know, as well. And really, if you think about it, they were, I reckon they put them on the front of nitrogen oxide when they used to put nitro in a car. Well, this is how they changed it by putting turbos. Ooh, this is so cool. All right, but now turbocharged is different from a supercharged. supercharged. Yes. Now, tell me about a supercharged. Well, once again, we said a turbo runs off the exhaust. A supercharge runs off a belt on from the engine. So it has a big belt in front of the pulleys, and now it turns itself with the engine. Do the same thing. They put air back into the cylinder doing the exact same thing, but one is using power from the vehicle. The other one is using excess exhaust from the vehicle. And if power is your thing, how does a supercharge compare to a turbo? Well, they work about the same. They're doing the exact same thing. Like, say, the uh, turbo has a lag. It's not as efficient due to the, once again, you've got to have exhaust pressure. And the turbo runs, I mean, the supercharger runs off of the engine, so it's automatic. Now, if you look about, uh, go back uh, several years ago uh, in the Buick, they had a 3800 and they had a turbo chart, uh, they had a supercharger on it. Uh, when they had those big hood scoops on there, that's what they had, superchargers. Oh, the, the hood that has the little vent in the, in the hood? Right, those were superchargers. Why do I always picture a yellow car with that? I don't know. <laughs> because they, don't, they always had them. <laughs> now, what about um, uh, wear and tear? How Does one last longer than the other? Well, they both have blades in them, and those blades do wear if you got trash in them. If, you, it's not, if the air is not filtered good, you'll get trash in them, and they will destroy those blades. Any, you know, you always heard about um, hitting birds with an airplane. It's literally the same thing. Oh. If you get trash in them, and they will explode. All right. And now, if you think about a turbocharger, it has oil. It has to oil the bearings. And so if something goes, you have an oil leak where they don't get oiled, they come apart as well. So uh, with any 
Well, you need to maintain your car, yes. but especially if you have a higher performing vehicle, you need to maintain your car. Right. You know, everybody talks about boost, how much more boost you're going to get. And like I say, you do get more power from these. Uh, you can buy tuners for your car to make the turbos change where the engine will change. So you'll get different things according to what you're going to buy and what you want to use the vehicle for. Now, the turbocharge, since it's using the air again, that's better for carbon emissions. The supercharger, still, it, 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 is it less fuel efficient, less... Uh, environmentally well, friendly let's think it like this more air you get into the cylinder hotter the cylinder is it burns the fuel so we always think about a catalytic converter if you can get air down that catalytic converter it's going to burn those excess hydrocarbons same thing with a turbo and supercharger more air better fuel efficiency what about we we've talked about cars and our our senses and and how they feel what about how they sound well, just think about an 18 when are going down the highway. You hear that big old whining. You can hear when the turbo comes in. It starts whining real loud. That's what you hear. Well, and I guess there are some that that's a feature. That's, that's <laughs> right. You don't hear it as much on newer vehicles as you did because the turbos are so much smaller. Uh, they're real small. But on the big trucks and all, they're a lot louder. And what about fuel economy on the superchargers? Well, you think about on... Uh, Superchargers, the same thing with a turbo. Once the fuel economy is going to be about the same because you're getting more air into the system. You know, that's the thing is, you know, more air we can get into a car, better that car is going to run. If you think about um, Ford right now with a six-cylinder, you're going to get a better fuel efficiency with the six-cylinder than you're going to get with that eight-cylinder because there's two less cylinders burning. And so now you're putting more air and you're getting just as much power as an eight-cylinder because of the charger and the turbo. I love these beautiful words to describe regular cars. They're naturally aspirated yes. and they're ICE vehicle That's right. internal combustion engines. So if you just keep talking, you know, if you want a car today that gets good fuel efficiency, has a lighter engine, you're going to get a turbocharged engine. You don't really see supercharges as much as you do turbos now. You see a lot more turbos. If you've got a question about your vehicle, send us your emails. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about turbocharged and supercharged engines. Is your car under recall? We've got the newest ones that are. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. Some of the big names that travel up and down the highways, obviously Elvis and Johnny Cash, and you have Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Johnny Cash suggested that Carl write a song called Blue Suede Shoes that was all kind of created with Aaron Amory. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app. listening to autocorrect with coach charlie melton i'm liz gill if you want even more autocorrect find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device autocorrect is heard on mpb think radio thursdays at 10 a.m with a replay saturdays at 11 so this week uh mb bmw <laughs> let's get the dyslexic BMW. numbers going the correct order uh bmw issued a massive recall 917,000 cars and suvs over a fire risk you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the national highway traffic safety administration's website in htsa.gov recall just put in your vin number or find their safer car app we're talking about turbocharged and supercharged engine. But we're also taking your regular vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go with David in Olive Branch, who's called in today. Uh, David, thanks for calling in. What's your question or comment for Coach Charlie? Um, I've used, I've worn, driven several three-quarter ton pickups, and I've seen a lot of discussion about how the heavy-duty trucks are they're promoting them with six-cylinder turbocharged engines and i'm just wondering how that affects you know if you if you're using a pickup and you're expecting to haul something that may weigh six thousand pounds um or you know actually really use the pickup for your carrying capacity you know what would you expect to lose in climbing capacity you know like if you're in, in wear and tear on your transmission well, now the engine itself is going to put out 30% more power. You know, people would say that you'd put it, if you give a 7 uh, PSI boost, you would get 50% more, but you're going to get 30% more power on that. Now, it's according to how the engine is set up with that transmission in the rear end. That's how you're going to know how much power you're going to lose because the transmission for a three-quarter ton and a one-ton are set up totally different. Right. But, I mean, are the, the pickups that they're promoting with the six-cylinder turbocharged engines, are they, they going to give you the same work capacity that you would get? They're going to give you the same work capacity because of the engines putting out the power, and they're going to have that engine uh, rated with that transmission and rear end. But the engine, matter of fact, the engine is going to put out maybe a little bit more power than that V8 did. Yeah, that's well, it'll be a little while before I need to get one uh, upgrade, but I definitely don't like paying uh, paying for gas right now. Well, you know the diesel engine. You know the uh, matter of fact, I think I heard the other day that Ford's no longer going to put the power stroke in it. Ford or Dodge, I forgot which one, no longer going to put the power stroke in their vehicles after this year. Well, thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks for calling in, David. Let's go to Kosciuszko and TJ's on the line. TJ, what's your comment or question for Coach Charlie on autocorrect? Yeah, the the uh, the history of the turbocharger is from World War II, 
if you're really interested in it and look at the Merlin engines from England and the fighter planes, that that's where that was developed. And they did, then they put it in the P-51 Mustang. And uh, uh, I got one in my truck out here. I got a uh, 2003 Ford with an international engine with a single turbo turbocharger in it. Right, with well, that 7.3. It, it is a horse. And yeah. that 7.3 was a great engine. When they put that turbo in there, it was it just made that much more power. And like I say, you got all that pulling power there. And like I say, the torque is coming from that engine. And then it's according to how they got that rear end and transmission set up. You know, a lot of Allison transmissions and those Eaton transmissions and all, you know, those were some good transmissions in those, uh, along with those 7.3s yeah i got an allison in mine and it was this truck was made for homeland security and it was one of the last ones one of the new ones and i got a hope to it and it's a, it's a truck truck and you're lucky you still got a 7.3 you know uh the reason yeah. the government does if you ever notice is that diesel engines change about every two or three years and the reason they change is because of the emissions Okay, they're trying yep. to keep up with the EPAs, trying to keep it with emission systems. And so yep. that's why they did away with the 7.3. It was such a good engine, but it just didn't keep up with the emissions. Yeah, California didn't like it. <laughs> I would say that's probably where it started at. Yeah, it's, it's fine in Mississippi. Yeah, so I enjoy it. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, TJ. Now, what is an Allison engine? Well, Allison engine, we're talking about Allison transmissions. Okay, Allison transmissions is really what you're talking about. When you start talking about different engines, if we're talking about diesel engines, we're talking about Caterpillars, Internationals, uh, Cummins. Those are different types of diesel engines. But if you start talking about transmissions, you have uh, the... Allison transmission. The Allison transmission was a transmission that they're putting in a lot of heavy-duty vehicles right now, from three-quarter ton to one-ton vehicles, and it's just a brand of transmission. Okay. okay. And it started with Detroit. Matter of fact, it had a Detroit engine, and Allison transmissions were behind that Detroit engine. Awesome. Good to know. We would love to get your phone number, get your call to our phone number, one eight seven seven mpb ring Gerald, ha- Reginald has called in. He's calling from Mirror Laurel. We're glad you've called in today. What's your comment or question? I have a 2004 Jeep Wrangler. It's got about 90,000 miles on it. It runs good, but when I'm going uphill, it loses power. And I was wondering what I could do to try to fix that or get more horsepower out of it going uphill. So it's probably just a, a straight six in there, like a 4.0 it's a, liter? It's a, a four-cylinder. Oh, so a little four-cylinder, okay. It's uh, a, a small engine. Okay, so going uphill, you lose power. Well, what I would yes, do, sir. you know, is the transmission slipping or anything? Do you know? No, it's a it's a standard. It's not slipping. Okay, the clutch it's is not. It's a five-speed. Okay. It's not slipping. So the clutch is not slipping. So, well, what I would do on that there, you know, uh, it doesn't have a turbo on it at all. Uh, I was listening to y'all comments on the turbo, and I was trying to figure in my head how I could put one in there. You know, if there's room, you could, you know, I'm sure they make a kit for to put a uh, turbo on that exhaust because you can get aftermarket kits uh, for that. Yes. Okay. 
you know, what I do is do some research on it, but you can get a uh, uh, aftermarket turbo kit. All right. Okay, thank you. Okay, sounds good. Glad you called right. in, Reginald. So, aftermarket turbo kit. Uh, I guess this would be certainly something a a knowledgeable mechanic would need to do. Oh, yeah, you know, because anything you're going to go aftermarket, you need to have some kind of technical expertise on it because, like, say, uh, knowing how to wire it because it has to be wired, you know, plus getting the oil lines up to it and stuff like that. That also sounds like a kind of thing a company or a a, a, a repair shop might specialize in. Right. There are shops that just specify just in turbos. Great. Hey, we just got an email, so let's go ahead and take it is from... Well, no, we won't because that's taking too long. Let's do this other email we've gotten. Uh, this one, uh, Dennis from Guntown specifically says this is his old man on his soapbox. Um, he's he's fussing about the one-eyed vehicles on Mississippi's roads, how far too many are driving around with inoperable lights. Whatever happened to regular vehicle inspections? Uh, everywhere else he's lived, vehicles are inspected. I guess Mississippi did that uh, away with that uh, a couple years ago. Well, the reason they, I tell you, the reason they did away with inspections is because you could pull into a inspection shop. You could go in there. If you knew the guy, you'd just tell him what you wanted, and he'd give you an inspection sticker. Right. He never looked at the vehicle, and so they were losing more money. You know, they were $5, and you cannot inspect a vehicle for $5. And so they were losing money. I know the the station by my house, man, you did the wipers, you did the horn, you did the brake, they did the front, they did the back. But we went to go have my daughter take her driving test, and the— inspector you know the driving guy comes out and says uh your inspection's out of date so he said oh there's here's one around the corner so why don't you go there and you know come back in 30 minutes the only thing he looked at was the tinting of my minivan windows that's what i'm saying so it, the, the technicians weren't doing their job the owners weren't doing their job and plus the state wasn't doing their job and so there was a lot of money just going from one place to another all right, so Dennis, that is what has happened. Uh, just just didn't work out. Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. Turbocharged and supercharged engines are our topic today between your car repair questions. What's in the news? I'm going to tell you that next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. When you 
look at your vehicle, think of MPB. Need to get rid of your ride? Donate it by calling 877-MPB, the number four car. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go. Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better together. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, recently retired from Clinton High School's Automotive Technology Program, is our expert host. I'm Liz Gill. I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. You can listen to our show, but you can also click that support button and make a contribution. We really appreciate the contributions that everybody makes to support Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. So in the news, according to the website, this is very easy to remember, gaspricesexplained.com, changes in gasoline and diesel prices mirror those of crude oil prices, which are determined on the global crude oil market by the worldwide demand for and supply of crude oil. Crude oil costs accounted for 53% of what people are paying at the pump per the U.S. Energy Information Administration. Excise taxes averaged another 17%, so that leaves 30% for refiners, distributors, and retailers. Coach, you got anything to say about the price of gas and uh, diesel? Well, I can tell you, I was driving this morning. I was well, really last night. I was coming home. I stopped by a gas station. Get fuel was four dollars and fifteen cents a gallon. I went by the same gas station this morning. It was three ninety nine. You okay. Know, so how you know? Just think about it. One time they go up, next time they go down, because at four fifteen nobody's stopping. <laughs> at three ninety nine you'll stop. You know, so there's a big difference, a uh, discrepancy. You know, there's a lot of talk about doing away with the uh, taxes on gas. You know, so if you did away with the Mississippi state tax, it's thirty three percent. Okay. You know, well, thirty three cents on a dollar. I'm sorry, on a gallon of gas. Okay. So if they did away with theirs, and then the uh, federal government did with, away with theirs, we'd probably drop fifty cents to sixty cents a gallon. Okay. Well, um, and uh, Maribeth from Oxford. I wonder if this is the Maribeth that used to live on my street. Anyway, uh, she wonders if you could mention about fuel efficiency. uh, What are some easy things folks can do to stretch their gas mileage? I would say the easiest thing right now is slow down. Mm-hmm. Slow down, you know, uh, back in 73, we were at 55 miles an hour. Now we're up to 75 and 85 miles an hour, according to where you're at in the country. Slow down. Uh, don't accelerate so fast coming off the uh, from the red lights. Just take your time. You know, I noticed that I uh, drive back and forth to Arkansas sort of frequently. And if you go 55, which I do because those Belzona police are out there for you and the ones in Arkansas. And if you're, you're going through uh, Greenville and then you go through Lake Village and you keep going up that way, the speed limits are pretty low. And so... 
you know, I only have to, don't have to stop as frequently. If you take 40 through Memphis and then 55 down, you can go 75, but that eats up more of your gas tank. And once again, uh, fuel is so expensive. I've, I told myself, I told my wife uh, last night, I said it takes me $10 a day to go to work. Now, it used to take $5 a day. So, further you drive, more it's going to cost you. And uh, what about the tire inflation? Well, we talked about that before, that you need to make sure that your tires are inflated uh, when the vehicle's cold. Uh, look on the left side of the driver's door. You'll see a placard in there that says how much air goes in it. Most of them are between 30 and 32 PSI. Do, do not look at the tire and say 44 PSI because that's not what the tire takes. That's the maximum amount. But, like I say, slow down, check your tires make sure they're uh, aired up pr- properly and make sure you don't you don't stop as, you don't take off as quick all right we're talking about turbocharged and supercharged engines we'd love for you to email your questions to us to our address auto at mpbonline.org let's go to curtis who's on the road and i'm sure he's being very careful curtis what's your comment or question for coach yes i have a question uh my question is, in your opinion, do you think it's possible that uh, all that everybody can possibly one day uh, be all electric the cars, 18-wheelers, and just dump trucks and all? And my other question is, how long do you think it would take to phase out gasoline vehicles? Well, the first thing I'll tell you, that's probably our problem right now, is that we're trying to go green all at one time, that the administration came in and just said, hey, we're doing away with fossil fuels, and that was the first thing that our president did, is did away with fossil fuels as soon as he got in there. That's the first thing. And then... I do not believe that we'll be able to go all green, all electric, because our grids can't hold it right now. Our infrastructure is not made for that right now. So that's another thing. So once you start getting in there and trying to get the grid all set up, and you understand to charge that car has just went up as much as gasoline and diesel, because it's going to cost more to make that uh, energy. So think about that. Okay, but other, other question was, uh, how long do you think it would take to phase out gasoline vehicles, if, if possible? I would say it's going to be 30 or 40 years because there's no way that uh, we're going to phase it out completely. you got all that farm equipment out there. you got all the road equipment. There's a lot of equipment out there to phase over to electric. That's a lot of batteries, and batteries are made with uh, cobalt, and I don't know if we got that much cobalt. On Money Talks this week, they were mentioning how nickel is in the batteries, and a lot of nickel comes from Russia. That's right. So that's what I'm saying. Where does those um, essential minerals come from that has to build those batteries? Let's now go to Warren, who's on the road. Warren, we're so glad you've called in to autocorrect. What you got for Coach Charlie today? I have a 2003 Subaru Baja, and from what I understand, there were only around 30,000 of those made between three and six. Uh, right now, I put an uh, used engine in it that only has 48,000, and I'm wondering, should I look around for a transmission, or will be I be able to get one in the future 
rebuilt or something like that, or would that be not available? Should I look around for one? Because right now it's got almost 200,000 miles on it, and I, I don't want it to crap out on me and then not be able to get one. Right. Are you having any problems with that transmission at all? None. Is it a manual or is it automatic? Automatic. Yeah, what you need to do, um, if they're only made about 30,000 of those vehicles, that means that they're very limited. Uh, I think I would start looking for one just to have because after a while, if parts don't sell, they quit making the parts. Right. Okay, so I'll maybe look for around one that's got about... I don't know, 60,000, 70,000. Right. If you can find one, I would go to a salvage yard. You know, you're probably not going to find it in Mississippi. You're probably going to go to Texas or somewhere to find that type of uh, transmission because, you know, they got a bigger supply. And a lot of things, um, remember when they uh, did the cash for clunkers? A lot of those vehicles went to Mexico. You know, they were supposed to uh, destroy them, but a lot of those are, you'll find a lot of those vehicles in Texas. Right, that's where I got my engine out of Houston. Yeah, I figured you did, because they got some big junkyards down there, salvage yards, they got some big ones, so that's what I would do. Okay, thank you. Yes, sir. Hey, Warren, Warren, that Baja, is that the one that has the jump seat? Oh, he's off. Is that the one that had the jump seats backwards in the in the trunk bed? Yeah, and I think it had, uh, like, uh, palm trees on the side. And yeah, all. yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> all right, let's go with an email we got. We, this is from Tim in uh, Bay St. Louis. And he says, good morning. Does it harm your engine to start it with the AC on? Also, should you use injector cleaners in your car? So what about harming your engine to start it with the AC on? Well, believe it or not, the air conditioner does not come on until about 15 or 20 seconds after that car is running. Because once again, with the air conditioner on, it is pulling power. But that's what they have uh, safety uh, sensors on there. So the air conditioner does not engage until the vehicle is running. Whoa. Okay. Things you didn't know. And what about uh, injector cleaners in your car? Yeah, you can take and put different type of like sea foam uh, in, in the gas and stuff like that and STP. Because what is doing all it's doing is cleaning the carbon off those fuel injectors and if you put it in the gas it just flows through there and it just helps clean the carbon off of them all right who who would you recommend who who's a good candidate for that well you uh anyone that has well matter of fact any vehicle is good for it you know just uh you can go to any auto parts store and you pour it in your gas tank stp uh pens they all make it and is this mm, you know you you try to keep things things you try to keep things clean after you've already cleaned them if if the injectors are you know do you need to go somewhere and get them really cleaned and then start using it or you can just use it anytime you can use it anytime a lot of times when you go to a um, manufacturer or dealer or even a um, owner shop what they do they will recommend that you have injection cleaner and what they do they uh, put a chemical down into the fuel rail and clean the injectors Awesome. Awesome. We're going to start discussing more about turbocharged and supercharged engines while we're waiting for your repair questions. You can also send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
here's a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. Last week we tested a very nice luxury crossover. That had a $70,000 sticker price. And I wondered if we could get most of that vehicle for about $20,000 less. And I think we found it. It's the 2022 Kia Telluride Nightfall Edition. On the outside, I really like kind of the cool urban vibe to it. It's got black trim on the grill, black around the windows, 20-inch black alloy wheels, with contrasting white metallic paint. Looks really sharp. On the inside, it gives up absolutely nothing to the luxury crossover. You've got Napa leather seats, heated and ventilated front and rear, Harman Kardon audio, dual-zone automatic climate control in the front, automatic climate control in the rear, and a full suite of safety systems, Ford collision alert, adaptive cruise control, automatic emergency braking, lane keep assist, and a heads-up display. I think it works out really well. Under the skin, another match for that luxury crossover. It's a 3.8 liter V6, delivers 291 horsepower. You get 19 miles per gallon in the city, 24 on the highway. Again, almost matching that luxury crossover straight on. So the Telluride starts right at $33,000, and this one fully equipped, $51,010. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, and it's been a good one today, you can listen to the whole show it's always a good one <laughs> on our website, <laughs> org. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 11 with a replay Saturdays at, no, Thursdays at 10. All right, what time is it? Thursdays at 10, replay Saturdays at 11. I'm Liz Gilbert, our expert. Man, we're so excited to have him as our volunteer expert, retired. Oh, he's retired, and he gives us this hour every week. I'm, I'm just am thrilled that he can. It's Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. Time for Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. You know, with all these high uh, fuel prices right now, we need to think about fuel economy. And your best fuel economy right now is make sure if that check engine light is flashing or the zone, you get it checked because it's costing fuel. And if it's on, it could also, it could be a couple of different things. Yes, but most of the time, if it's flashing, that means the fuel, maybe a cylinder is missing and it's burning, it's just putting fuel right out the exhaust. All right. And you want to keep your car or truck in tip-top condition because it's kind of hard to find a different one right now. That's right. I'm gonna, I was saying earlier that I saw a Toyota, 1993 Toyota 4x4 for 15500 
do not always jump on the first thing you see. Just because it's available to right, buy, right? you need to check that out. You need to check out those prices. Yeah, we've had the, the Edmonds guy on, and that's a great website to check, Edmonds.com, to check to see what your vehicle is worth or a vehicle is worth. Uh, Kelly Blue Book, KBB, is a good one to go to. Well, in this time, high gas prices and um the supply of vehicles, people are going to jack those cars up at a higher price, and you're just just watch your pocketbook. Let's go to Liberty and speak with Eric. Eric, we're so glad you've called into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Thank you, ma'am. Uh, my question is, um, I, I uh, have used it. Uh, it's called a complete fuel injection system. And it's supposed to give you better gas mileage as well as clean the fuel injection. And uh, I wanted to know, uh, is that true? And also, uh, if you're going to, like, you know, play music uh, without the engine running, is that a good idea? Okay, let's talk about the fuel injection cleaner first. Now, what you're trying to do from those injectors, you're trying to clean the carbon off the injectors, and if those fuel injectors are stopped up and got a little carbon on the end of them because they're little bitty hose that are in those uh, fuel injectors, and it sprays the fuel out as a mist, not droplets, but as a mist. But when you start getting those carbon buildup on it, it starts dropping in as liquid, and you don't want it to be liquid because liquid will season engine up, and it will not burn. And so, really, it, there's all types of fuel uh, injector cleaners. Like I say, you can go to a aftermarket and shop, and you can go ahead and get a fuel injection cleaning. That's cost about sixty or seventy dollars to get that done. Or you can just go, like you say, you've been using the cleaner that you put in your uh, tank. It doesn't really matter as long as you get it cleaned. And then the second okay. one about your uh, listening to the radio while the uh, engine's not running, as long as that battery's good and, you know, it's according to how much amperage and how much uh, you're pulling out of that battery, according to how quick that battery will go dead. So what I would do, if you're going to be in it for a couple hours, crank the vehicle up, cut it off, listen to the radio some more. Okay, thank you, sir. Yes, sir, you can listen to autocorrect on it. That's right. That's right. One thing Eric was mentioning about the fuel injector cleaners, we need to do a whole show talking about different types of gas. So if you're going to the cheapest, cheapest, cheapest versus maybe an Exxon or a Chevron or a whatever, are there are there different gases? You know, they talk about having cleaners in their gases. Well, once again, it's um, additives that they put in gas, but I hate to tell you is that all the gas comes from almost the same refineries, and Chevron may put something different in theirs than Shell puts in theirs, but really, they all come from the same place. Okay. You know, and so, really, if you talk about gas, uh, I just heard this morning that fuel's going, gasoline's going to go up a little higher because we're changing over from winter gas to summer gas, and summer gas costs a little bit more money. So when you think about gases, you know, when you, I, I know everybody looks at those um, numbers on the ta on the fuel where it says octane, you got 87, 89, and 93. Well, it used to be 
87 all the way up to 103 okay and if your vehicle does not use the octane that you put in it it just goes out the exhaust you know because every vehicle is used a different type of octane but some of those fancy pants cars they want the high octane but they don't always have to have the high octane. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Let's go with uh, an email we got. Um, this is from Joe. Joe says, thank you for a very interesting show on autos. Many years ago, I had a car that lost power going up hills. The problem turned out to be the fuel filter. Later, a friend had the same problem with a pickup truck losing power going up hills, and I suggested a new fuel filter. The new filter fixed the problem. Just a suggestion, a cheap fix if you could do it yourself and replace the fuel filter. What do you think about uh, fuel filter replacement? A lot of fuel filters now are made into the pumps. They're uh, made into the pump that's in the tank and you can't replace them. But if there is a fuel filter on the rail, yeah, you could replace that and that, you know, it may get you power. All right. Let's take, we got a, a question from a listener who couldn't stay on the line. Uh, he wanted to know, how do you, or maybe it was a she, wanted to know, how do you know when your turbo is going bad? Well, you know, it's supposed to uh, rev up when uh, the exhaust has the turbo spinning real fast, when it starts to, before it uh, opens up. Um the main thing, if you're going to hear noise like grinding, or you may even uh, have oil leaks, you know, I was telling you a while ago that if a turbo goes bad or the bearings go bad where the oil line is, it'll start, start sucking the oil out of the oil pan and it'll burn up. It'll burn up the engine because it takes all the oil out of it because now it's using that as fuel. So, so matter on a lot of diesels, you can't even cut the fuel off if they go bad and it starts sucking that 10 gallons of oil out of that engine. And runs away. Uh-oh. So when I say run away, that means the engine the RPMs get it real high and just blow up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk about when we say run away. Okay. Let's go to Natchez and talk with Terry. Terry, we're glad you've called into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Good morning, guys. Uh, my question is I have a 5.7, and I have the um, injector that's on top, the, the carburetor style. And one of the one of the one of the injectors is not so like the wire over. Can you tell me what caused that? Why would? Okay, I couldn't really hear you well, but you got the throttle body type injectors where you have either one in the throttle body or you got two up in the throttle body. I couldn't really tell which one you said. And you said, I think you said one wasn't working. Well, you know, uh, they when you first crank the vehicle, they should both be uh, squirting fuel. Uh, as you turn over that engine, they're going to both be spraying fuel down into that intake. You know, if you got one working, I think I would check the uh, voltage at the other one and see if you got voltage where it's supposed to be. Okay. Oh, Terry, we hope that helped. Uh, we kind really of were breaking up you. on you. All right. Last thing about uh, turbos. So what about, does it matter where you live, you know, down by the ocean, up in the mountains? The Does it matter where you live with the turbo? Well, we always think about uh, if you're at sea level, it's like 14.7 parts of air to one part fuel. But higher you get, thinner the air. So that means more air you got to put in it. Because really, you think about a turbo and you think about a supercharger, what we're doing, we're condensing the air. We're making the smaller particles so we can get more air in the cylinder so the more air we can get in the cylinder once again more power we're going to have 
And once again, I'm excited by the fact that since it does recirculate its exhaust, it is uh, better environmentally. It doesn't have as much quite as emissions. But since it is taking in so much air, I guess it would not be such so good in a smog kind of area? Well, let's think about when we say recirculate the exhaust, what it's doing to the exhaust, it, the exhaust is just coming back up through the turbo and it goes back out the turbo. It, all it's doing is using it for the power. Oh, okay. It's not it's not going back into the engine. It goes in the turbo to make the fins, uh, the turbine spin, and then it goes back out the exhaust. Oh, all right. Okay. Man, this was a f- this was a fun show that I didn't think I was gonna like when I first said let's do turbocharge. Okay, but no, I I feel like I really learned a lot and have more of an appreciation. It's not just a some kind of muscle macho car. It can be green and fuel efficient. Green and fuel efficient. And I just hope that our listeners are getting something out of this every time they call and hope that we can bring more subjects to them. Oh, that's our mission. That's our mission. Thank you so much, Coach Charlie, for being our uh, master technician today. Thanks for Jay White and Kevin Farrell and Jason Klein. We had a lot of help today. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.